existence In existence, join the resistance Come on, let's start by talking tactics Have a pass and match this Here's how we practice Hey everybody, this is Pop Culture Continuum, this is John Elliott. This is Patrick Riccardi. And we have back our uh, gay correspondent, Michael Morris. <laughs> Hi, am I am I your first returning guest? Yes, you are. Oh, suck it, Mia. <laughs> suck it, oh, Laura. <laughs> they will. I think, I think they both requested never to be back, so I, you're safe. Oh, I have low standards, I guess. And as do we, uh, so yeah. welcome back. And so for this episode, uh, since Michael uh, brought us up to speed on drag culture, I tried to pick the two straightest rock albums I could think of uh, to to annoy him with. So this episode will be The Replacements, Let It Be from 1984 versus Super Chunk, I Hate Music from this year. So uh, as always, when we have a guest, Michael, I'll let you start <laughs> with any... Uh, any just random thoughts you want to say as an overview? Well, I thought they were both horrible the first time I listened to them. And I had never heard of either um, group, actually. Uh, believe it or not, I guess I am completely like a Philistine when it comes to music. Um, I like what I like, which is mostly what most 13-year-old girls like. <laughs> but um, I... Um, I, I will ple- I will say I'm pleasantly like kind of into the replacements now, um, and I've, I've really enjoyed that. And I was even listening to it today because I wanted to, not because I was preparing for this. Um, but I still hate Superchunk. All right. Well, that's good. That's a good. Uh, that's a good starting off point, I think. Yeah. And uh, I- with Andrad Andragonist Andra- however you say that, on this uh, <laughs> as a track on this CD, I don't know if this would be the straightest. Music you could pick. It, well, that who oh, it is. Yeah. <laughs> no, I. I mean, I think there's like Leonard Skinner. Or... Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, yeah, but none of us are gonna listen to that shit. <laughs> so as, actually, as that's my as... favorite band. <laughs> that is the that is the uh, the main band that thirteen year old girls flock to. I think these just days the dance to. remixes though. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> I would actually buy that album. <laughs> well, I have it. I'll just I'll just share it with you. <laughs> Thanks. It sounds like it'd be terrible in any number of ways. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and let's not diss thirteen-year-old girls. Uh, I, I like some. Uh, I like me some Britney and Beyonce and stuff. So. Yeah, Beyonce is is can do no wrong. But I hate Britney personally. I hate Britney, but um, I love Beyonce. Just for the record. Meow. Well, I, uh, Pat, are you there? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm just listening in. That was like a straight guy meow, by the way. <laughs> meow. <laughs> Put some purr in it, bitch. <laughs> if I had a nickel for every time I heard that. They, uh, You'd have zero nickels. I would have exactly no nickels, which is how many I do have. You can check my bank account. The, uh, but yeah, the, the, uh, well, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll start with, uh, the replacements album. Well, I was going to say it's weird that I like Beyonce because Jay-Z to me sounds like uh, music made by a corporation, um, which it is in a way, I guess. But then so is Beyonce sort of, but I, she works for me, but, and JD, Jay-Z doesn't. What's Jay-Z? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Pat, you want to weigh in on any of this? No, I don't, I don't really <laughs> listen to any of those guys. So 
I mean, Beyonce was in the Spider-Man movie, wasn't she? Oh, shit. <laughs> the third one, she was the black thing. Oh, God, that sounded racist. Sorry. Um, it didn't just sound racist. Don't no, worry. It was. Let's, let's just agree to edit that out. <laughs> it, agreed. It'll agreed. be edited out. We, I always agree to edit things out. Uh, wait, the black thing? You know, like the um, the Le- black Spider-Man thing in the third movie. The, oh, uh, the Venom, Venom thing? Oh, okay. I thought you meant like the black thing from the Fantastic Four. Well, but no, I, that would be a different movie, wouldn't it? I said Spider-Man. That No, that's true, but they are Marvel Universe. <laughs> that's true. That would also, uh, I guess the black thing would just be... Uh, wouldn't it be the black thang? I think it would. <laughs> the thang. And that would have just been... Uh, <laughs> Gary let's let's talk about I Will Dare, since we're going to edit all this out anyway. <laughs> okay, so first song on John's re- racism. Placement. <laughs> I like how it's been turned to my racism. I said nothing. Uh, all, all right, I Will Dare. All right, Pat, way to steer it. Yeah. So first, well, Pat, you haven't you haven't weighed in. I Will, I, I, I will Dare is a, a wonderful song. I don't know how often I've heard it before, but it was so great listening to it over and over for this podcast because it's such a fun song. It just makes me happy. Yeah, and it's got some. Uh, I mean, you you kind of have to dig for the lyrics on, on the album, but it's got some mm. good lyrics. Uh, how young are you? How old am I? Let's count the rings around my eyes. That's pretty good. That's that's Pet Shop Boys worthy, I think. Are those lyrics? Those are lyrics. <laughs> I couldn't really make a lot of lyrics out, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, uh, ain't lost yet, so I gotta be a winner. Bacon and cigarettes, a lousy dinner. Can't go wrong with that. Uh, <laughs> Michael, your thought? Do you have? Do you know this song in particular? Well, it's the first song on the album. It didn't stand out to me, honestly. I don't know that if I, I don't know that I was listening to it in this order that it was intended, because you know how if you make a playlist and you screw it up, like it'll play however your iTunes has it. So I think the first one on my playlist has always been Androgynous. Oh, okay. And um, I hate that song. Hate Androgynous. It. Yeah, totally hate that song. Um, um not. And musically, just lyrically, I hate it. Like what it represents, I hate the people who like it. I hate those people. That, that's all. <laughs> we talked a little about this. Uh, expound upon that. The well, people, the people who like it, you hate. Right. Like I think, and this applies to the whole band. So I don't have to totally change Pat's topic of uh, the song that we were talking about. But this band strikes me as like so. Um, when I was in high school in the um, mid to late eighties, um, the People who like the replacements, or at least the people who wore the replacements um, logo on their jean jacket, which is what you did when you liked something in the 80s, <laughs> um, they were always like the white, rich kids who had life so hard that they had to become punks, you know, or their version of punk, you know, in the, um, in the uh, uh, suburban hell that I grew up in. Right. So it, I mean, rural suburban hell for, for that matter. And it just, it's, it struck me as sort of like, Oh, you're so punk to um, like this band I've never heard of. Um, and I've never heard any of their songs and certainly never seen them on MTV. Not to mention I didn't have MTV, <laughs> but um, you know, like I, I just thought, Oh, I associate this band with those people. And that was stupid. Clearly, well, <laughs> thing that was smart. But there is there is a point there. Um, the the kind of music snobbery you're talking about is off putting uh, to anybody, I would think. And and it's something most music snobs grow out of. But 
especially to some, I mean, like to, I was, I was just as bad as probably the, the people you're talking about. Um, <laughs> but you know, when you're like 14, like that's your identity is tied in with this kind of shit. Yeah. So, you know, the people who aren't into it, they just, they just don't understand. So you were into this when you were 14? Oh yeah. This is when I got into them was this album at, at age 14. And, and you well, were wearing a jean jacket? I, no, I had a leather jacket. Thank you. Oh, high class. <laughs> What about you, Patrick? Were you into them at, at 14? No, I not till much later. Who, who were you listening to when you were 14? Not to derail the conversation. But oh, derail. I think oh. 14, uh, I was listening to Beastie Boys and Public Enemy. Gotcha. I remember those specifically, but no replacements. Okay. I would have been terrified of both of you in high school. <laughs> no, Michael, I... I'm, I don't think you would have been terrified of me. I was, yeah. I was very friendly. I was friendly with everybody. I think we would have gotten along, Michael. Um, I, I don't know. If you can't talk about Lisa Lisa and Cult Jam, I don't know what I have to talk about. Oh, I, I could have talked about them. I don't know how much you despise them. Yeah, I don't know that you would have cared for what I had to say. But uh, well, I mean, I was listening to uh, '84. I was also listening to Purple Rain and. You know yeah. the other Cindy Lauper and and all that stuff, but sure. then also REM and and the replacements and Husker Du and stuff. Um, but yeah, no, that that is a fair point, and and it, they were an underground band, and it was kind of a badge of honor to listen to them. I had a slightly different experience where uh, there were plenty of of those guys, the uh, the rich kids who were who were playing punk, but there were also uh, there were also people who were more real about it. Um, I felt and. It was a, it was a lot different back then to, to listen to this kind of music because, much like being gay, I guess, although not to such an extreme, um, you were you would actually get your ass beat for, for looking a certain way or dressing a certain way, uh, in '84. Mm. As I, did, and you went to school where in what state? California. And people did that here. Oh yeah, I well I was a, uh, I was. East Bay suburbs. Oh, uh, no, say no more. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> but it wasn't really there beating you up for their clothes. It was just an excuse to beat you up. <laughs> it was kind of an excuse to beat me up. I was kind of a dick. I think it's one of those graduation requirements in the East Bay. You have to beat other students up in order to uh, to graduate. <laughs> yeah. Nobody ever nobody ever gave me that handbook. I never got to beat anybody up. But uh, <laughs> neither did I. But I was one of the beaten for sure. <laughs> Not surprised, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. So so this was uh, to me it was it kind of opened up my mind about mm-hmm. about what 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 other kind of cultures there were. I guess um, in just in the sense that I got the the idea from uh, listening to the replacements that they just didn't give a shit. Yeah, um, which was nice and kind of kind of liberating to me. Um, and also they, you know, they didn't give a shit about being popular. They didn't give a shit about being uncool. So it, it was nice. Um, but before we talk more about this album, let's, uh, stop. We'll give people a taste of, I will dare.
All right. And that was I Will Dare. So uh, go on, people. I've, I feel like I've been uh, yammering on too much. And I feel like I need to hear that clip again. All right. Here is I Will Dare. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> Maybe this the whole episode can be clips of our previous <laughs> episodes. <laughs> our previous Michael Morris episode. We can just insert. Yeah. So, but androgynous, you didn't like because you felt that, uh, did you feel it was kind of condescending? Yeah. Well, you know what? Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if you guys had this experience at all because I, I believe it or not, I had a girlfriend when I was in uh, ninth grade. I believe it. I had, I had plenty of gay friends. I I believe it. Yeah, exactly. You kind of like don't know necessarily what's going on. So you, you know, make mistakes, which is what I did. All of us around you knew just to let (laughs) you know, (laughs) but yeah. Exactly. Believe me, they they told me eventually. Um, no, but like uh, the the so this girl that I was dating was one of those sad like always wears black, um, very punk, sort of ahead of her time kind of chicks, and you know love the Smiths and is the person who introduced me to the Smiths and to like Morrissey and to the Cure and to Susie and the Banshees. And prior to that, I was like. I love Wham and I love, you know, happy, like upbeat stuff, which I still do. I'm still the same person. I love happy, upbeat. I don't give a shit about like, um, being like super moody, um, when, when I listen to music for the most part. Um, but she was one of those people who embraced that, like that androgynous thing in the eighties. that was like a fuck you to other people. Yes. Sorry for the language. I know that your viewers don't appreciate it or your listeners don't appreciate it. They do not. No, I, I saw that one review. Shocking. Um, but um, so, like, she was she was one of those people who wasn't really, and not to critique her in case she ever listens to this, but um, she was not really one of those people who had a lot of challenges in terms of you know beautiful girl and well fairly intelligent and um, easy fit in with you know her group of similar people. And her crowd would just embrace the androgyny thing as if they were so bold and so, um, you know, oh, look look at how people are treating us because, you know, so-and-so's boyfriend is androgynous and she's very androgynous. And, you know, they look at how we're shocking the people in the cow town that we live in. And it was just so when, – when you're actually terrified that somebody's going to kill you and, like um, – post you up like a scarecrow in a town like that not that that was the case but like when you could actually be attacked by people for something similar like somebody adding that to their personality somebody performing that little gender fraud seems really hollow and phony and that's what that song makes me think about even though it's not about the song it's just about that period of time right it it just brings that back to you and and well i mean that's completely understandable there's nothing really at stake for those people uh they're putting themselves in danger in in air quotes but uh but in danger of being judged but not in any real way i didn't even know about that fashion i didn't know it must have been something i didn't notice or it just wasn't around when i was that age yeah you're you're uh slightly younger yeah i mean i definitely knew about it all the uh, guys wearing eyeliner and stuff yeah i mean uh duran duran the Durannies, as we called them, right um, back then, which Duran Duran was like the least underground music you could think of. But yeah, right. that that kind of that kind of look. It was especially yeah. especially you know eighty three to eighty five, say. 
Yeah, and or like a lot of guys that I know would be like sometimes mohawks or like really like sharp like crew cuts and you know just kind of lots of jewelry and piercings and and even back then combat boots and shit and um, then they would be um, they would add eyeliner and that would be their big dramatic statement about androgyny but yet. <laughs> Like the there was a guy in my school who was who was a like brilliant artist and photographer and he was so androgynous and so feminine and would get picked on relentlessly and just beaten and thrown to the ground whatever and um, well if he had treated me better I wouldn't have had to do all that but <laughs> um, no but like that guy was like somebody who really dealt with it and to see like oh you handsome straight asshole with your eyeliner i'm so you're so cool it's it, it's just one of those fake equivalencies and that's why that song just i can't even listen to it it makes me so angry to think about those people um but i'm glad that that was the only one song like that on that album because the others bring much more positive associations for me yeah but, no I, I i completely get what, you, what you're saying i'm if there's one thing I'm proud of about myself, which there probably is only one thing, uh, it's it's that I never did any of that bullshit fashion. I, I pretty much looked the same then as I do now. Um, although I did have a leather jacket. And I did have some combat boots, but it was just T-shirts and, and jeans for me. And I never had any really crazy uh, hairstyles, never messed with, with makeup or tried to, tried to shock people with my looks so much. <laughs> and you're proud about that <laughs> i remember a fourth grade teacher warning all the men or all the boys in the classes if you don't watch yourselves when you grow up you'll always be wearing t-shirts and jeans and i, I remember thinking to myself what is wrong with that yeah that exactly. sounds like the perfect thing to wear <laughs> <laughs> yeah well michael makes a good point uh, nobody's gonna look to me for fashion tips uh, but it's just something i never cared about uh, i always thought yeah. in the same way that you're you're saying these people were doing this i always thought it was it was surface rebellion so it didn't appeal to me as much as uh maybe just being actually shocking people with your views or whatever you know yeah it people... to me because it was so much work it, <laughs> yeah a lot of work too yeah i fucked that i rolled out of bed and and got up and went to school <laughs> I don't have time for any of that bullshit. In the East Bay, which just meant a beating every other day. So you're <laughs> yeah. braver than either one of us. <laughs> um, so uh, we will not listen to Androgynous. Thank you. <laughs> but uh, It's really a shame that you put that, that ended up being the fir your first track you listened to. Because every time you listen to it, the replacements, you're starting with that. So that was kind of a horror show. It was stupid. Like I'm, I'm glad that I kept going because honestly, after I listened to that, I switched to Super Chunk, and I was trying to like, okay, I and can then kind you of get in your ears. Yeah, and then you know the that song. Um, uh, I, I don't know what got me. Um, what's that song called? That's slower. <laughs> on <laughs> on the replacements or Super Chunk? Uh, replacements. Um, There's a couple. Unsatisfied. Satisfied. Unsatisfied. I think is what hooked me. Well, I that's that's the one. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's that song is it's got to get in your head, you know. Like when you're listening to something new that you've never heard of, it's something has to hook, and it can't just be all like, oh, guitar riffs, because I like guitars or you know whatever for me. Right. Um, and uh, if it's not lyrics, and because I really couldn't understand most of the lyrics, but uh, that song is easier, and um, that song just appeals to the like the depressed. 14, 16 year old or however old I would have been when that was, um, I'm sure it wasn't, wouldn't have been 14 if it came out in 84. Yeah. 
Okay, 13. So um, it, it would have really appealed to me at that time. And it probably would have sent me into a miserable depression. But um, <laughs> So it's a good it, thing you weren't friends with those jean jacket guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, well, I mean, that one's just, that one's more just universal. I think everybody can at least relate to that. Oh, yeah. And it's and it's obviously not hiding behind any kind of jokes or irony or anything. It's kind of just naked. Uh Pat? Yeah, and the, his voice is so full of emotion. I think in that song it's it's really good. It's it's kind of it, the way the music goes from when he's asking asking those constant questions and then it goes it kind of slows down when he's not doing that anymore. I like that song. Mm-hmm. Well, I think yeah, I think most people probably consider it uh, the best one on the album. So I don't know. I thought the the first song, the I Will, I Will Dare, Dare, is really good too. That, yeah, that I guess that was what would have counted as a, a hit because they released it as a single, but it wasn't. It didn't go anywhere, obviously. But uh, actually, maybe I'll instead of throwing Unsatisfied in here a clip, I'll just throw that one on at the end for the for the end song. Yeah. Um, okay, so Unsatisfied got you into it. There are some. There's definitely some shit on it. Like it's it's not all it's considered a classic album, but but there's What's some the shit. Like, like Gary Boner song. Gary's got a boner. That. Yeah, throwaway. Garbage. Senior video, kind of the same. Um, yeah. Uh, the Kiss song, which you might not know was a Kiss song, but Black, Black Diamond. Diamond. Yeah, that doesn't do much. A lot of people don't like Tommy gets his tonsils out, but I think it's kind of funny. Yeah, um, it's funny. <laughs> and they had a. The the bass player in the band Tommy Stinson. It was about him. He was I think 16 at the time this this album was recorded. Jesus. Uh, so it was actually about him getting his tonsils out. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Gary? Who knows? No idea. <laughs> I think uh, 16 Blue also was uh, about Tommy Stinson. Um, 16 little, Blue uh, is is sweet. I I like that song. Yeah, your age is the hardest age. Everything drags and drags. I mean, it's definitely a, a record for teenagers. Mm-hmm. Um, answering Machine. I, I actually liked Answering Machine, even though it's got that corny like Answering Machine like uh, device. Oh, at the end, yeah, with the if you'd like to make yeah. a call. <laughs> right, but you know, I thought it was it wasn't annoying in the way that it, it's been done. Like it's absolutely been done in so many songs and so many people um, back in the eighties and nineties or whatever, but. Um, I I mean it, I like it. It's like good to it's it's good to listen to. It doesn't feel um, too forced or anything like that. Yeah, and it's a good, it's another one that's kind of heartfelt, um, kind of annoyed in a way. But you know, it's a mm. it's a message I can I could relate to. You know, you want to say something important to somebody, and you just get their technology filter. Uh, well, it's it, kind of what, surprising this that came out in '84. I don't think of answering machines as being around that early. I like, guess yeah. they were. I don't even remember, dude. I mean, I guess they were. Who who knows? I mean, all... they would have been enormous back then. I mean, they, <clears throat> yeah. they would have been like two reel-to-reel tapes. <laughs> yeah, you had to have an answering machine room in your house. <laughs> maybe, maybe they weren't around and the replacements are time travelers. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> and that would explain Gary's got a boner. <laughs> yeah, if something can explain it, hopefully that's that. That's Time it. travel. I don't. I don't even know what that meant. But uh, well, <laughs> let's listen to uh, let's listen to answering machines since that's one we we uh, all seem to like. Pat, did you like it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, here's answering machine. <laughs> Try to breathe some light into a letter 
Yeah, anything else stick out for either of you? Oh, you mean about the album? Yeah. Oh, uh, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Pat, I was going to say... Oh, I go ahead. Have, I do want to say, I didn't know that Black Diamond was a Kiss cover. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I know nothing about Kiss whatsoever. They, they, um, they were... They did all those movies with like Spider-Man or something, right? In the seventies. <laughs> yeah, they did comic books. They had a kiss. Com- they did that that TV movie, and yeah, it was. They were fucking ridiculous. Yeah, even to this day, I don't know if I've ever heard a Kiss song completely. You're not missing out. Oh, good. I liked Black Diamond though. I thought I thought that was good. I didn't know it was a cover. My, I didn't either until I lo- <clears throat> looked it up later. But I like I like the what I, something I liked about Black Diamond is in the middle, it's they open it up and you can hear the, kind of hear the feedback. And they don't care. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure it was some kind of fuck up. It was, but but yeah, Pat, did you have any uh, any other standouts on this? I should try to throw in some other song here, I guess. Not really. I, I think the the ones we talked about. I I, I liked androg- androgynous, but I didn't have I didn't have that background to me to me. So I can I can understand why you wouldn't like it with that. Uh, but we're, we're coming out was interesting, just because it was so so much punkier than everything else. Yeah, and then it breaks in the middle for a little piano section, uh, and that was another. You know, that's like the their whole thing, the the beautiful loser mythology, where one more chance to get it all wrong or whatever. You know, they're <laughs> happy being failures. I didn't even notice the lyrics on that one. <laughs> how do you how do you guys like? Uh, so, John, you are into lyrics, or do you look them up? You know what? I'm not as into lyrics anymore. Back then. It was, uh, I would obsessively listen to albums over and over, um, so, so that I would try to figure them out. Uh, these days, not quite as much unless something just jumps out at me, but, um, but so how 14, do you know the lyrics to this? Just listening over and over, oh, okay. see, seeing gotcha. the band live. And, uh, and then I'm sure like once, once I got the internet, uh, you know, back <laughs> in the mid to late nineties, I was looking all this stuff up to yeah. figure out the stuff I couldn't, but, um. What yeah. about you, Pat? Do you do that too? Are you? Uh, I'm, I feel like I'm interviewing you both. Sorry. <laughs> we need to be them. interviewed. That's good. <laughs> are you an? Are you a lyrics guy? Yeah, I, 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 I like to listen to the lyrics. Like I, I, that's why I like songs where I can hear the lyrics better than like when there was one episode where uh, John forced me to listen to uh, Husker Do, and I had to look the lyrics up because I couldn't oh. understand what he he was screaming. So I like to know what the lyrics are. <laughs> And and when you looked at when you were younger, did you look them up like like they used to be printed on the yeah things, that was right? I was usually angry when they weren't printed <laughs> then I'd have to really listen closely to hear what they're saying and sometimes I wouldn't know the word and I'd be singing along and someone would tell me I was an idiot I got the words wrong <laughs> oh see I I mean you would have hated REM in the eighties I guess Pat because um, they never have they had lyrics for the I mean the first REM I bought was out of time and they had the lyrics in there oh did, yeah no. 80s they were kind of indecipherable and they never printed the lyrics but that's i kind of like that too just making it i mean even when you knew the lyrics they didn't make any sense so yeah well that's fine i didn't i didn't mind them not making sense i just like to know what the words were so you're a bit uh bit ocd with with your lyrics is what i'm getting <laughs> everything at. really i'm washing my hands right now <laughs> <laughs> well that's probably necessary I, I know when we do the podcast you like to stick them in your anus <laughs> usually you your <laughs> we don't do it together. Well, I, I, uh, I was I thought we were holding that off from the general public, but all right. This should have been a video episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, well, let me let me see. Is there? Should I throw another song in? Nah, fuck it. I don't want to do the work. Um, but well, I'm glad you kind of came around to it, Michael, because it's definitely not uh, not your wheelhouse generally. Yeah, like honestly, I you know I my um my first thought was and I think I told you this like I get this band confused with the Commitments, which was a movie, <laughs> and. Like I know that. Well, didn't the Commitments become a real band or a fake band? After I think the they movie? were. Yeah, I think they were a fake band that toured for a little bit. Yeah, the the Irish. Yeah, and I I've never seen the movie <laughs> the Commitments, but in my head, the Commitments are the replacements. And I was like, I don't want to. When you told me about it, I, was like, I don't want to listen to this fucking album by these this, people in this movie that I've never seen. I thought it was like a Tom Hanks movie or something. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, but um. That being said, um, despite my resistance, um, I went through and um, I, I definitely, I, I'll keep listening to it. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Oh, some, cool. Some of it. Well, yeah, I can, uh, I can throw you some other stuff there as you might enjoy. Just random. Especially if they have any dance remixes. <laughs> I wish they did. <laughs> Do they have any uh, duets between the replacements and Leonard Skinner? <laughs> Well, that's an album waiting to happen, I think. Well, the thirteen-year-olds will love it. Yeah, <laughs> they do. They do have a song on an earlier album with uh, with synthesized drums and and keyboards, but it's yeah, it's not really what you were looking for. <laughs> so, uh, well, cool, cool. I'm glad uh, glad we could come together in brotherhood on this one. But uh, <laughs> now let's move move on to uh, Super Chunk. I want to just go on the record as saying. Um, I, Super Chunk goes back to the '80s too, and I was a I was a fan of them, um, but I have no strong opinions on this album. So, and it, it's yeah. it's kind of new. I've listened to it, I don't know, five times, but but nothing has has uh, super endeared me to it. There's there's some stuff I like, but uh, overall, I don't, I don't care what shit you talk about it. Uh, I would have <laughs> been I would have been pain to my heart to hear a lot of shit about the replacements, probably, but. <laughs> Oh, well, then let's start over and I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can you can always you have ways. Of, you know, the, the ways to cause me pain, Michael, you can do it at work. Yeah, that's true. There's no need to air it in front of everybody. <laughs> and by everybody, I mean the 50 people. Right. Oh, 50 now. Listening. That's great. Well, yeah, we'll see. I don't I might be exaggerating we'll for effect. No, you never know. Um, I uh, I talked to somebody just last night. Um, that we both know who is like, oh, I subscribe to them, but I haven't listened yet. And um, so maybe he will listen and um, uh, soon um, tell others. He's very he's very active on social media. Wink, wink, if you know what I mean. I don't know who you're talking about, but uh, I mean, I might have an idea, but uh, yeah, I don't know what else he does. <laughs> yeah. In, in case he's listening to this, uh, go fuck yourself. Listen to him, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> I knew what he was talking about once he said wink, wink. <laughs> Obviously, his name is Wink. <laughs> wink. <laughs> First and last name. Could I be more obvious? <laughs> yeah, it's... it's uh, no, I, I know it is true. I've had people at work come up to me and say, hey, I I uh, listen to your podcast. It's pretty funny. And, and I'm like, oh, I never even told you about it. So that's cool. Yeah. That's um, neat. Yeah. And anyway. I'm hoping that since um, Michael's back to visit us, that we'll have another celebrity write us. Oh yes. Yeah. So like last time, you you attract them like flies. I know. I'm telling you, what we've got to do is we've got to pick things that people want to hear about, 
you know, I don't know if anybody really wants to talk or hear about music. You know what I'm saying? But um, we'll pick something where I, I'm not surprised that that guy found you guys because um, he's probably still here, right? In San Francisco, I would imagine the director yeah. of that yeah. movie that we talked about. Yeah. And uh, I bet you just I bet you there's lots of people who Google themselves all the time looking for mentions. So what you're saying is we've got to look for people who seem really vain. Or, no, he could be a good friend to us one day. That's wink, true. wink. <laughs> no, but like, Don't bring Google... Wink into it again. <laughs> right. Oh, he just texted me. I was, I was just responding. Um, no, um, the, uh, but you, you find people who are sort of never got the appreciation they deserve and they did something you love. And I guarantee you they Google themselves. Yeah, no, that's, that's true. And those are the people we should be trying to uh, talk about anyway. Right. Mary well, Tyler Moore week. is not calling you. No, that's no. True. Well, maybe she's not calling you too. Oh. Uh, <laughs> wink, wink. Okay. <laughs> Girl! <laughs> I guess Wink Wink has his Google alert set up. He's really getting hit. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be inundated with emails from that dude. Um, so, Super Chunk, I hate music. Like I said, they, they are uh, another indie band who uh started in the 80s uh founded the label merge records which uh does a lot of alternative uh big name bands and stuff and uh you know kind of did it all themselves built built themselves up on on the circuit and word of mouth and all that um and now they're elder statesmen i guess of this kind of music of which there is not really a lot made anymore uh Mm -hmm. but but let's hear your guys' thoughts on them. I'll stay silent for the moment. I want to hear what Pat thinks. Pat? I, I was pretty bored by it. I, mm-hmm. I listened to it a couple times, in the once in the car, once just on the headphones. And then today, I I sat down to like take notes of the songs. And I got halfway through, and I was just every every note was like, eh. So I didn't like it that much. It was a little too much, too a little muddy. The sound of it was a little muddy, and the lyrics never went over that. And uh, yeah, I didn't like it. Uh, There's a couple songs that were okay, like the "I Hate Music" song was good. The "Me, me and You and, you Jack and Jackie Me Too" that was fun, but for the most part, I I didn't love it. All right. Well, oh, I should also say I'm uh, I'm Facebook friends with the drummer for this band. So uh, are you really? I am. Yeah, he is a drummer for these guys and Bob Mould, and he's worked with Amy Mann and who else oh. mountain goats and so he's all over uh he uh, i don't think he is will ever listen to this um in fact i'm sure he won't he's too busy but uh hopefully when i post it on the facebook page he won't see that and be like oh shit i gotta listen to this um but even if he does so what he's used to criticism right right exactly I mean, we're just three idiots who cares right yeah, well two idiots but yeah Thanks, Wait, which two? <laughs> I left it open-ended <laughs> so everybody can feel good. That's what she said. <laughs> oh God! Did we? I don't. I don't. I don't think we need to go there with that joke. But I also don't want to know why she said that. Wink, wink, soldier too. I do. I do want to know. Explain. <laughs> oh, um, uh, so here's what I thought about the album. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, I agree with Pat. Yeah, it, there nothing really stand. Nothing's going to change your your life about this album. Yeah, I think it's got some. Actually, let's. Uh, I'll play. Uh, 
my, my favorite song was was that one too, Pat. Me and you and Jackie Matu. So let's play a little so the audience can hear it. And here we go. it's it's kind of reminds me of like um songs you would listen to like driving in your car when you're a teenager if if they still made songs like that i mean i guess nowadays it's you know it's all hip-hop and and uh dance stuff but uh, like like you're cruising around trying to pick people up i don't i don't really get the references what you're listening to when you drive like road trip music i don't know when i was a teenager i used to when once i got a car i used to like to just go drive and crank music up. Oh, hey, let, let's back up there. Who cruised around trying to pick people up? Is that what they did in Philadelphia? Oh, that's what I just think of when he says driving around. There's people that go <laughs> like down those big streets. Pat's those, only those crowded streets. I never, <laughs> I never drove around like that. Uh huh. <laughs> Pat's Pat's only real association with the real world is is through uh, American Graffiti. So. <laughs> and Grand Theft Auto. Oh right. Of course. Well, the, what else do you need? Now, I would actually say, you know, this song, um, I think it's weird that it totally changes at the end. And like he, go, he so it feels like he changes it to a totally different. I didn't realize it was one song because I was listening to it and then it changed. And I thought, oh, it just, you know, there was seamless transition. Um, how it changes to the I hate music part. You know what I mean? Yes. From the re- very repetitive you and me and Jackie Matu or whatever, <laughs> me and you and Jackie Matu. At first, I didn't realize that Jackie Matu was a real person. Um, I looked him up. Um, yeah, a, reggae dude. Reggae dude, which is, wow, great. What a what a great lyric. Um, <laughs> it just seems like random rhyming for no reason. <laughs> and it seemed so corny um, just to rhyme um, me and you and Jackie Matu because it sounds like it rhymes. You know, like, what was the point of that reference? And it sort of made, like, I would have rather the whole song been like, I hate music at the end then all this non-stop repetition of those four words that happen to rhyme right well i thought the song started with i hate music and then got yeah it does mike the... michael would like it backwards so the chorus was actually more like the verse and did maybe it start the... backwards did i describe it backwards oh I, now i'm all confused i thought the I song told you, start... I told you my playlist is backwards that, that must be what it is <laughs> sorry sorry i think i'm living my life backwards I, I... <laughs> sorry. my wrinkles are all going away <laughs> you starting to shit yourself 
<laughs> Starting. Started that way. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's it's like innocuous, upbeat music of no real distinction. Okay. I'm surprised that if, if, if they've been around for so long, I am real surprised I've never heard of them. Not that I'm any an expert yeah. in any way, but you talk about them as if they're really popular. I'm, su- I'm not really popular, but highly esteemed. I'm just surprised I've never, maybe I've heard one of their songs and just didn't realize it. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, they started in 89. Uh, and it, it's just, if you were into underground music at the time, you or underground rock, especially, you know, you'd, you'd know of them. Slack motherfucker was their big, big song from back in the day. But, uh, there, I mean, they've never, They've never been on the radar, really, except except in indie rock nerd circles. So, there's, there's... I, I've been, I've, yeah, I'm just surprised I haven't because I do pay attention to indie rock nerd circle stuff. So mm. I'm, well, I'm, I guess I'm not a nerd. Sorry. Yeah, I feel like I, I mean, I'm not. Um, my partner's way more into music than I am, and he didn't, he had never heard of them either. And um, did they, he know I, the replacements? Uh, he he did, but when I played it for him, he thought I was playing something from The Alarm. <laughs> and I don't know what the alarm is, frankly. Oh, that's 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 a huge insult to the replacements, but oh, <laughs> gosh, sorry about that. But yeah, um, the um, uh, but he liked it in the end, so that's uh, a win for you too. Um, and with Super Chunk, they sound like um, uh, and they are on um Sirius. You know the Sirius stations that are like the alternative Sirius station, and they just play like. Bullshit that isn't really alternative, like um, Mumford and Sons, and yeah, the fake alternative stuff. Yeah, yeah, like now it's all like you know folk rock or whatever, whatever the bullshit is called. But um, sorry, I think bullshit's a good descriptor. Stuff. <laughs> I've, it's just not my sound. It's fine for anybody who likes it. Um, but uh, they they're always on that station, and like I've heard them before or seen the name it just it just never stuck and since i've been listening to this they've come up a couple of times when we're in the car and I'm like oh god this is they they're on the radio like somebody's heard of them <laughs> and i'm i was surprised they sound a lot like their their lead singer sounds a lot like another um serious radio band that i hate which is um the silver sun pickups oh, okay. and they don't <laughs> musically they don't sound like that but the the lead singer's voice like that fake put on like nasal thing that he does. Yes, yeah, kind of kind of youngish sounding. Yeah, it's 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 it sounds very put on, but it's I'm sure maybe that's just the way he sings. I don't know, but he must have a very strange speaking voice. But the way he sings reminds me of like um, I don't know, a little bit of those um, emo. Uh, oh singers, yeah, like it, yeah. That's what I was. That's what I was thinking of. I was talking to John about this yesterday, and I said, "It just sounds like a cliched voice of these guys that are around now." And he's like, "Well, they've been around since the '80s." I was like, "Well, I'm an idiot," but I agree that his voice is very, not very good, and it just doesn't it doesn't sound different that much different than other people. Yeah, it's just it's just very like vanilla. Like I could I could leave it and you know never listen again and be fine. Well, I don't think he sounds anything like Vanilla Ice. I wouldn't no, agree. Well, no, Vanilla way, Ice was a genius. So let's let's not bring him into this. Have you guys seen? Not to derail you again, but um, Vanilla Ice goes Amish. <laughs> no. Wait, okay. is it, was that a dream you had, or is it a comic book? 
It is a television show. <laughs> it's Vanilla Ice. So you know he had like that reality show where he was like a um uh a dude who fixed things. Nope. Uh, what what do they call it? Carpenter? <laughs> Handyman, something like that. <laughs> I didn't like, have uh, no idea. <laughs> a Christian? So useless. Um but no, he has a he has a, I don't know what channel it's on. I have like super cable package and I have so many channels I could never tell you what they all are, but one of the shows is like Vanilla Ice um, you know, flips houses or something, and he's like, "That's his career now." Is he's not famous anymore? So wait, wait, he's still not flipping pancakes? No, flipping houses. Flipping. Oh wow! But, okay, or, I'm, I'm holding out for the Vanilla Ice reality show where he's a bounty hunter. Oh well, that's coming. It, I have no the, doubt. It's in the works. He totally remodels houses in his own show, and he just got a second show where he he works with Amish people in <laughs> Amish country, and they remodel Amish houses. And it's all about like Amish craftsmanship and what he's learning about cabinet making and stuff. And it is the like, how Amish can you be if you're going to Vanilla Ice's um, reality show? But like the the it's completely legit. Like they ride around in buggies and they make quilts and there's no electricity used and they just Except for hand the video make cameras. Stuff. Yeah, <laughs> the Amish people will only use stuff that doesn't have electricity. Um, but if it's, if it's vanilla ice, he can do whatever he wants. So he's sort of like God, he can come in and do whatever he wants cause he has electricity, but he's trying to respect them and not do that. So it's this weird, like, why is he in Amish country with these guys with these long beards and they're, you know, they're sitting out on the porch while the women work and mend things and make dinner and the, they just butter. make cabinets. Exactly. That's exactly what it is, but it's vanilla ice. It's the weirdest Weirdest digression that I will give you today. You should watch it. Well, I it's just, a real shame because previous to this, the the greatest carpenter in Amish circles was named Maycomb Hammer. <laughs> well, I was just thinking that <laughs> fucking Pat, dude. I was just thinking that outside of Vanilla Ice, you're probably the only person who's ever uttered the phrase "Villain Vanilla Ice is like God." <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, I I definitely uh, won't be watching that, but I think it does oh. it does uh, bring up the point that we've noticed for a while uh, that if you do something completely hacky and shitty, you you will have a long career in this yeah. world. That's true. I don't know what I still don't. I mean, I know it's actually hacky to even talk about them, but I don't know what the Kardashians do. But I know they're they've probably got. What fifteen shows going now? Or Superchunk? Oh, <laughs> uh, just kidding! Ha oh, ha, that's low. Uh, no, you're right. The Kardashians. Like, what are they famous for? Nothing. Totally. Their, their their father was the lawyer in the OJ case, right? That's where it, they got. Oh no, shit! I didn't even know that. Is that true? Oh my God, yeah, totally. He's dead, but yeah. Did OJ Kim... kill him? <laughs> no, uh, Marsha. Her. Uh, what was her name? Oh, I can't say Marsha Gay Harden killed him. Um, <laughs> I would believe that. She could do anything. Uh, Marsha Cro- No, not... Yeah, I know. The, the prosecutor, right? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Marsha Wallace. She did, too? With the perp? No, but I, the perp? Johnny Cochran's dead. Yeah, like, the, they've... So many of them have died. And then the, the two... Marsha and the other guy that were the prosecutors got together right they had a relationship or oh god i don't know why i'm talking about this but kim aren't, also yeah, had a sex tape aren't you thinking of james jimmy james carville and marley madeline <laughs> i always get her confused with mary madeline i do too 
every time I see the name. I'm like, oh, he's I married to that I'm deaf woman. I'm always thinking of the the deaf woman. Yeah, that's right. what that's what we're <laughs> that's saying. That's Marley Matt. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it's Mary Mad Mary Matlin or Madeline. It's very they're very similar names and they look alike. I think. And, and and they all and both of them look like Mary Magdalene, so it gets. A, right. <laughs> <laughs> and and they both speak like. Angling, angling. <laughs> that was unnecessary. Now you're, now you're speaking like James Carville. Yes, I am. Agent <laughs> okay. style. That was unnecessary. I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. Right. I don't uh, know we're done it. with Super Chunk. I mean, what, <laughs> I think we're just going to play that one song. Um, I I like Super Chunk more than you guys, but I I do agree this this album's just kind of like eh, whatever. I mean, I might like previous efforts of Super Chunk, but I definitely didn't care for this one. Mm-hmm. Sorry, drummer. You'll... <laughs> yeah, the drums were great. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Excellent drumming. Drums great overall. There you go, John Worcester. Um, yeah. So let's uh, let's let's bullshit more about some pop culture. Well, Michael, we got to have you back on too. So uh, you got to think of. God, after this train wreck, you want me back? <laughs> train. <laughs> this is. My absolute favorite things is when we just go off the rails. <laughs> Anybody can talk about a topic. That's easy. True. That's true. I've got a million of them. You could just call me and we could just record it and you could just cut it up into several episodes. <laughs> so I can go on about anything. I'll be down for that. Um, <laughs> well, Pat, yes. let me see. How long have we been going? Because we've been... I can't tell because I don't have the little thing at the bottom of my screen. 48 minutes. Oh, mine says 52. Oh, but that's because that's we had the we... wait. Yeah, no. 48 minutes sounds right. All right. Well, uh, let's let's go off the rails some more then. Um, let's see. Anything anything in popular culture for either of you that uh, you want to talk about? Oh, my God. Did you hear about today's big death? Lou Reed. All right. Who... Let, wait. Let's not talk shit about Lou Reed, actually, because... I, I, I'm not sure who that is. I meant Marsha Wallace. Oh. Oh, that was yesterday's big death. Oh, that was in my she head. That's why I kept saying that. Yeah, Mrs. Krabappel. I was shocked I didn't realize she was Mrs. Krabappel. Yeah, see, I think people our age think of her as Carol on the Bob Newhart show. Right. Right. Like, she's, I, I mean, I barely remember that show, to be honest, but I remember her from that show, and I love her. I can't believe she's dead. Yeah, and she wasn't, I mean, she was old, but she wasn't that old that you'd say, oh, of course she's dead. She was like, she was only like 70, so it's really too bad. Yeah, and Lou, Lou Reed died today? Lou Reed died today, yeah. He was 71. He was 71, so uh-huh. I, I guess uh, some other person in their 70s is coming up tomorrow. <laughs> well, you know how they always say that people die in threes? Yeah, well, I'm just hoping it's Nancy Grace. <laughs> I didn't know she was in her 70s. <laughs> uh, you're right, she's probably, what, 80s? Yeah, she, her wig is, but she's she's like 34. I guess days like this make Abe Vigoda very worried. <laughs> Dude, I think Abe Vigoda's just uh, one of the Eternals. You know, he's right. immortal. He's, he's been reanimated. Shit. <laughs> so you think if we saw a picture of him, he'd look exactly the same as he did when he was in The Godfather, so he's I, really not <laughs> aged. Yeah, I watched The Godfather the other day, and I was like, holy shit, he's old as fuck. <laughs> Way to stealth brag. You watched The Godfather. Good for you. <laughs> I didn't say I paid attention or listened. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, on the topic of weird celeb, not celebrity death, but like pop culture. Oh, this is a weird one. So I know somebody that died on Friday, right? Like a real person. <laughs> not that these weren't real people. Oh, 
what am I trying to say? Somebody that I used to work with um, passed away, and um, I found out about it through a friend who posted on Facebook or whatever. And so, have you guys ever known anybody in real life that died, and then they, that like people posted on their Facebook page afterwards? No, I have not had. I I mean, I've had people die, but I've not had anybody die in the Facebook age yet. It's incredibly bizarre. Like the people, like why are they posting on his wall? Like we weren't super close. It's not like I'm upset about. I mean, he's a nice guy. Didn't deserve it. Whatever. I don't even know what happened, frankly. But um, he people are posting things about like deep, weird religious things that like I don't know if he was even religious, you know. And they're posting like weird messages about like him going home and you know Jesus came to get him and shit like that. And um, you know, no offense, but uh, the um, the weirdest thing is that they're spelling things wrong. You, know? you find that weird? How long have you been on Facebook? <laughs> well, like if you were going to type something, if you if you had a friend, a close friend that passed away, like me, <laughs> you went to like post something, you know, supportive or otherwise on my Facebook page, wouldn't you check spell check first or wouldn't you just read it <laughs> or edit or something? Read it. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, I I don't know who you think you're talking to. I don't need spell check. But yes, I would <laughs> I would read over it. Uh it it annoys – I mean, that's just – that's I mean, the is, whole internet. That annoys me. Is this a vision of, like, our future? <laughs> like, when we die, like, are people just going to, like, misspell, like, half-hearted condolences on our Facebook pages and that's the end? No, I dread – I've actually thought about that. I, I find the whole idea dreadful. Like, I – you know what? The people who need to know that I'm dead, they'll know I'm dead. It does, You don't need to say anything on Facebook. <laughs> I find it a little gauche. To be honest, <laughs> what's well, I mean, I understand if somebody like everybody that found out about it was like totally shocked, and this guy knew a wide range of people. But people are going on and posting like, you know, the um, what is it, the colon parens, so it's the frowny face, <laughs> and like that's their only comment, or um, they're misspelling these elaborate um, religious <laughs> passages, or they're just like writing like, thanks everybody for your support, love Aunt Steffi. Um, he's in heaven now, blah, blah, blah. Like, what was the love and Steffi for? And, you know, like, you, they're, they're, they're writing as if they're talking. And, and I, you know, the way we can talk non sequitur, they're writing it that way. And it's his, you know, it's his final Facebook post. Right. <laughs> it's just weird. It's weird. Well, the whole, the whole, I don't, we've talked about it briefly on the show before. The whole social media thing is weird. Like, I, I don't know. People, people, feel like they have to say something even when they have nothing to say and yeah. and that describes about 75 percent of facebook uh. and twitter um yeah i i find it disturbing i'm gonna i'm putting it in my will actually don't don't write about my death on facebook <laughs> i will come back and and i already have mine written <laughs> <laughs> but i i, I don't I'm, i don't have as big a problem as, with it as you guys i i think it's interesting it's a it's a way for people who knew the person to commiserate online that i mean not everybody's going to be able to go to the funeral and they just want to give a message the only way they can to the family i mean i don't know about the jesus stuff i don't maybe if he wasn't religious it's kind of inappropriate but maybe they were i don't know about that but i just think it's it's kind of a nice way that you can do that without having that close of a connection like just kind of acquaintances i guess want to say something i i I can kind of understand putting on facebook i was being a little facetious but i think what michael's saying is sure like this this guy's very last facebook post is filled with 
misspellings and <laughs> frowny faces and shit. Well, and, lots of people never spell stuff right. I, I've gotten past that. Yeah, I know. That's kind of what I was getting at, too. I haven't gotten past it, really. Um, I, I keep a log. <laughs> <laughs> and most of the time when I put things up on Facebook or any social media site, I always end it with a frowny face. <laughs> so I just want people to, to remember that life is an endless slog and you should always be <laughs> upset. No matter how good you were to people or what you did for them, someone will care enough to put a frowny face on your Facebook post when you when you pass. Um, well, like so. recently, my a relative of mine had a uh, had a baby, so I put congratulations frowny face. <laughs> well, that's yeah, that's the right that's way acceptable. to do it. I think uh, yeah, I think maybe my next few Facebook posts will just be frowny faces, and I'll, and I'll see what people reply. <laughs> They'll probably send the police over. Are you okay, John? Uh, nobody cares about me that yeah. much, Pat. It's a defriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a little bit of a downer. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, shit. Uh, they also know that. I think one week you should do all frowny faces, and the next week do all happy faces. And see if you gauge the reaction. I think, yeah, people would catch on when I start doing the happy faces that I was just fucking with them. Well, you could do winks. It would take them that long. <laughs> I, that's true. I could do winks. That, that's mysterious. What How do I mean? Has anyone ever done a frowny wink? <laughs> you should be the first, because if there's anyone who could pull off the frowny wink, John, that would be you. <laughs> uh, we're trademarking it here for uh, for those of you who like to to steal patents. Like, uh, wink, wink. <laughs> We're going to call it the Fwink. <laughs> Flink. And then, yeah, and then uh, pretty soon you won't even have to do the little front. You can just say Flink, and people will get what you're... And then we'll be in an Urban Dictionary, and, uh, and that's it's... what people will post on my Facebook page when I die. Put it in your show notes, because when somebody goes to Google Flink, it will come up, and it will show that you were the first to use it. And, yeah, and then we can uh, we can see their ass back to the Stone Age. Right, success is right around the corner. I'm, I actually had an idea for uh, for my millions, which uh, I, I'm too lazy to ever do. But I was talking to somebody else uh, that Michael and I work with, and he was talking about um, somebody got like hit in San Francisco. A bike rider got hit and killed, and and he was saying. They print this, and then there's never any follow-up on what happened. So my idea was uh, the follow-up news <laughs> site, where you just follow up on all this shit that, that they post for sensationalistic reasons and then right. dump. <laughs> you, could, you could make a whole living on that just here in San Francisco. No, exactly. I, know I would have to be local. I'm, I'm not trolling the news uh, nationwide. But yeah, no, totally. So uh, there you go, enterprising people. I guarantee you I'll never do it. Uh, <laughs> but I will sue you once you start it up. So. I mean, didn't that already exist with Paul Harvey? That's true. The rest of the story. <laughs> Is he still around? Paul Harvey? Yeah. No, he's, he's, uh, he's deader than uh, Marsha Wallace. Yeah. Oh, too soon. Too soon. <laughs> deader than Lou Brownie Reed. Brownie face. Frown a flink. Because I meant it in jest. Flink. Um, yeah, I'm a, 
I'm kind of out of bullshit. It's been a it's been a long weekend for me. Well, do you have any recommendations for us? Oh yes, uh, thank you, thank you, <laughs> guest, for uh, steering our show in well, the direction. Well, before we go to recommendations, t- tell us what you had to say at Doug Loves Movies. You're going to appear on that podcast as well. I will be what? on the pod. Well, I, I, uh, there was one of the, they were talking about the movie Gravity, and one of the guests said he didn't like it, and they asked anybody else in the audience not like Gravity, and I was, I was the only one, so I spoke up. They asked me why. They, they mocked me. And, uh, <laughs> Did you plug the show? I didn't. I wasn't on oh, mic. So. man. <laughs> Your perfect opportunity. I sh- when they <laughs> asked me why I... am going to plug the show. What didn't you like about Gravity? I should have just said, Pop Culture Continuum! <laughs> Link. Link. <laughs> Peace <laughs> out. <laughs> and then he dropped the imaginary mic. <laughs> As uh, I'm sure Vanilla Ice does to the Amish all the time. Right. They just don't get it. They have no idea what he's doing. <laughs> no it's just reference. made of wood. There's no there's no wiring. <laughs> um, yes, recommendations. Uh, well, I'll I will actually since he just died, I will recommend uh, Lou Reed. Well, I'll recommend the Velvet Underground. People already know about them, but it's a good time to dig it, dig them out, and listen to those four albums that Lou Reed was on. That's my recommendation. Pat. Um. I don't really have one on the top of my head, but so I'll just say everyone should watch Once Upon a Time because I watched it before we did the podcast because it's a fun TV show that's on some channel every night on Sunday nights. All right. And on Netflix. If you say so, Pat. If you say so. <laughs> uh, Michael? I have two. Is that okay? That's well, of course. fine for both your episodes you've done so far. Great. So it's gonna, this is going to take about 30 minutes, so listen up. Great. I'm going to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, you haven't been going to the bathroom this entire time? Uh, well, I'm number two, I meant. <laughs> Me too. Oh. Um, no, um, first, uh, easy podcast recommend. Um, Sorry, I love listening to people talk all day so that I can drown out the people who are talking to me all day. And um, one of my favorite podcasts just recommended a new one called The Read. Um, I don't R-E-A-D know guys... or R-E-E-D? R-E-A-D. Okay. And um, it is two African-American hosts, man and woman, and I can't remember their names. Forgive me. Um, it's like Kid Fury and Chrissy or something like that. And um, they are hilarious. They are um, – I think they're both gay, but they do sort of a pop culture thing, but it's like not the same. It's not like – it's nothing that I'm even – like they're much more like about like what's going on with Anton, Anton – Antoine Dodson right now that you know hide your kids hide your wife guy um and they like jump to Beyonce's defense when no one is criticizing her <laughs> and they're sort of crazy for Beyonce and they're oh, I've heard about this yeah, yeah sorry go ahead yeah they're, they were I think Glenn Weldon recommended them on NPR um what is it uh pop culture the uh, happy hour um, and, um, they're, they're really funny. They're fun to listen to and they're really snappy and they keep it moving and, um, they don't really have anything to talk about, but they are fun for listening to because you really pick up some like, you know, uh, new ways of saying things or slang or, um, what have you, or they, they think their audience is all black people. And I, I think it might be mostly white people. <laughs> it it's probably really is. To listen to them. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a really good show. Um, the second thing I would recommend um, is to that. Uh, so there's in the comics world, there's this legendary comic series 
um, from the 80s called Miracle Man that was written by the guy who wrote Watchmen. And at the time, it was like super groundbreaking. If you look back at it now, um, nah, maybe not so much because everybody's ripped it off for years. But um, it's an amazing like look at what would really happen if somebody really was a superhero and what they would do with that power. And it gets insane. Like they destroy cities and um, it, it really goes like past the point of just one superhero smashing another and it turns into like, well, we could bring the dead back. You know, or we could, you know, get, um, we could repair the atmosphere with ox- oxygen from another planet or like, just crazy, crazy, like beyond too powerful um, um, exploration. And the, the good news, it's been out of print for uh, 20 years, maybe, um, and locked in this legal battle. And um, Marvel bought them years ago, the rights to this, um, the old stuff. And um, the series is going to get reprinted starting in uh, and finished, finally finished in uh, January. They basically had three issues left and the company folded and it didn't end. And it was being written by Neil Gaiman at the end, who is obviously a famous writer now. Um, And uh, so Miracle Man is going to be coming out in January, first reprinting the really good old stuff and then finishing the entire story eventually as well. I'm sure it'll cost like $3,000 um, because they'll do a super huge um, compendium or something. But um, if, if you, even if you've never read another comic, it's a really good series too. Miracle man. It's called Mira. It's called miracle man. Man. Okay. It is Alan Moore wrote it, right? Yeah. Alan Moore wrote the first, um, like so 17 issues. 16 is he issues. down with the reprint? Like is it, he's okay with it? Well, he so sold his rights to Marvel a few years ago, and now it's coming out that he did so under the agreement that they would never identify him as the writer in the future. <laughs> so it'll be printed without his name in it. I got you. <laughs> and because he doesn't want them using his fame. I mean, because he's a pretty big deal, as I'm sure you know, Pat. And um, they they don't want – he doesn't want them banking on his um, his fame, so I would imagine – and uh, he's famously feisty like that. Like he took his name off of um, the Watchmen stuff, and he sold his rights to that, and he doesn't want to be associated with any of that anymore. And he just writes crazy shit that you can't understand anymore. And um, it's it's just it's hugely exciting because I have all the old issues, and I have stuff that's like worth hundreds of dollars um, because it's out of print and has been for twenty years, and it will soon be worth nothing because. Um, <laughs> It's being reprinted, and everyone will be able to get their hands on it. Oh, that's still cool, though. Yeah, that's a great recommendation. I didn't know that was happening. That's neat. And I'm yeah. sure at some point in the near future, they'll make a uh, shitty movie of it. Oh, yeah. That will oh, crap yeah. all over the... Well, Alan Moore always loves the movies made off of his products. So oh, I've read, yeah. He's very supportive, very. He's a kind person. And he uh, he does cameos in each of the films, which is really... <laughs> Him and Stan Lee. Yeah. Uh, buddies. I love when Alan Moore comes on and says, Excelsior! And Watchmen is my favorite part. Well, he's British, so he says it with an accent. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, sorry. I should. Excelsior! Excelsior. Oh, that was Marley Matlin Governor? again. <laughs> Would you like a cup of tea? <laughs> Which well, is what Excelsior means. Right. <laughs> so that was my very long recommendation. Oh, that was good. Well, yeah, cool. Great. Um, and I think next week, Pat, we're, we decide we're going to do Get a Life. Yes, we're doing a full episode comparing Get a Life to Get a Life. So uh, the mm-hmm. other two people in the world who are into that, be sure and tune in. But as we said 
well, Michael said earlier, we should do stuff that's unappreciated. So hopefully Chris Elliott will get in touch with us. Right. And then my life will be complete. Well, my life will never be complete until, until there's uh, badly written eulogies on Facebook. <laughs> Link. I think when I write my real eulogy for you on Facebook, I'll end it with a smiley face. Eh, well, I guess you have that right. I still don't know why you think I'm going to die before you, but okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I think I think that was good. That was actually pretty fun. I like. Uh, we, yeah. I guess if you if you want to uh, hear about Super Chunk, go read a review somewhere because we didn't really cover that at all. Yeah, it's not worth it. But uh, but we will definitely have you back, Michael. And uh, until next time, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Yeah.